Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Happy Halloween! We're talking spooky Nintendo levels. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how is it going? It's going so good, which you can probably guess, Mm. because I, of course, am dressed up like the Bride of Frankenstein. Patrick is a scary Dracula. That's right. Uh, I I was trying to go as Bride of Scary Dracula, uh, but it's just, this is an easier costume for me. The cape's a little bit longer. Yeah, the cape's a little bit longer. You know, it's getting a little chillier in L.A. Yeah, yes, if we are able to stay away from the fires. Right. <laughs> Is that too much of a bummer? <laughs> Is this not how the show should start? I mean, you know, it's the reality of L.A. It is, in fact, the reality of L.A. We're fine. Mark and I are safe. At least as we're recording this on Monday night. <laughs> Who knows? There could be some Santa Ana winds that bring some embers over into uh, East LA, and we, you know, we could be we could be burned down at this point. But of course, because it is Monday night, it's a little bit weird that I'm dressed as the Bride of Frankenstein, right. And Patrick is a spooky Dracula. But that's the oh. kind of dedication we have for the show. Wait, I'm sorry. Were you saying that that was Halloween related? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. It's Halloween. Uh, I was about to blow past all of our other stuff. Let's let's do let's do things quickly. Sonic Force is my copy of it. You want to borrow it? You can. Oh, it's you guys- the spookiest borrowing program. Are we doing this for each of the? Um- yes, great. <laughs> spookiest borrowing program. You can email us a spooky email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail dot com. I send it to you. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. It costs you nothing, and it's spooky. Uh, also, you can send us your spooky Mario Maker two level. Email or Twitter. You can Twitter us at Nincart Society. I like how your uh, ooh is becoming less spooky and more just like icky. You're like, (laughs) yeah, well, fear and disgust, they're like related. They're holding hands for sure. (laughs) What is that? The Bill Hader character and the Mindy Kaling character from Inside Out? Um, we're doing a special episode. Right. This one, not so spooky. This one can't be spooky. I guess it could be spooky, but... But it's um, not. But it's... Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, we are going to determine what are the best uh, pieces of Nintendo music. Um, when we're going to do a whole bracket style thing, it's going to be great. But here's the, here's the complication. We cannot nominate pieces of music for this competition. You need to do that. And I hear what you're saying. Yes, you can nominate spooky music if you want. Ooh. Ooh. But we will not have, we may have, a spooky bracket. But we will not have a spooky bracket. But we may. If we have enough spooky uh, entrance. Look, this is the, what happens in this tournament will be directed by us. But it is only happening because of your suggestions. So email those to us. Tweet them at us, and we need them before November 22nd. That's right. So we can get this all done for you. Thank you to everyone who has sent in a piece of music already. We love it. Um, all right, Mark, are you ready to get into the the subject at hand? We can talk about some uh, uh, spooky levels with Emily Rose Jacobson. Yes, I want to. Uh, I, I'm the one that's dressed up as the spooky Dracula. 
All right, Mark, let's get to it. We are joined today by actor, writer, mm -hmm. gamer, Emily Rose Jacobson. Hello. 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 It's so good to be here. It's so great to have you here. We have serious business to attend to today. Spooky business to S attend to today. Seriously spooky <laughs> business. Uh, it's Halloween. We've arrived. Mm -hmm. It's the end of October. Who can believe it? We did it. <laughs> I want it to last forever. Hall uh, Halloween's like my favorite holiday. I love October. Yeah. Let me enjoy the spooky before the Christmas, please. <sighs> Do you ever, so is, is, uh, is Halloween like a hard cutoff for you of like now we're done with spooky? Yes, and I start Halloween in September. Okay. So for me, I am like those Christmas people who start Christmas in November. Right. But I start Halloween in September. It's because well, you need a lot of time, right? There's oh. a, there's like a mood to be set. Exactly. And as soon as Halloween, man, November 1st, everyone's like, it's Christmas. <laughs> like, it's such a hard, like, shift. I have to, I love fall. Let me, technically, I don't think even winter technically starts until a few days before Christmas, usually. Yeah, that's right. So let me just enjoy fall, <laughs> please. <laughs> please, please, we need fall. I love fall. Um, but we're, we are going to be talking today. Mm -hmm. about the spookiest, maybe not spookiest, we're going to be talking about spooky <laughs> levels or areas. Spooky to us. Spooky to us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is going to be a very personal. <laughs> and, and So, uh, Emily, you had mentioned before we started uh, recording that you don't necessarily care for, or like you are easily spooked. I am so easily scared. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard because I, there's certain horror video games whose plots I really like. Yes. And it's so hard. I have to essentially, if I'm going to like Resident Evil 7, I was really, really hooked when that game first came out, but I have to play it in the daytime with other music playing and usually <laughs> another person <laughs> next to me. So I'm not alone in this journey. Mm -hmm. Or what I'll do is, this is so bad, I'll watch a playthrough of it on YouTube and, and so I can experience the scares that way I can <laughs> uh, I can go a little further but oh. yeah it's it's I wish I was had a better fear level or a fear uh, a fear gate yeah like a, a higher tolerance yeah. for it yeah yeah I, I feel that way too um like I as I get older I think it has to do with getting older the the less I'm like yeah I want to go to a movie and be scared like I just don't I don't want that experience anymore mm-hmm um, Mark, do you relate to this at all? Or are you, so, are you no, placating no, no, me? No, 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 not at all. I, I went uh, to see It Chapter 2. was probably like yeah. the most really, like, scary movie I saw. And I have gotten to the same point as you, Patrick. So I spent the majority of the movie with like my hands over my ears. Same. So that way, <laughs> I was like we, so that way it wouldn't be loud. But I tried to do it like discreetly because I was with my husband. I tried to do it discreetly so like I didn't embarrass him. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, like... Casually putting my hoodie up over my head, <laughs> and like casually putting my hand in my uh, over my ear. Right, just so so no one knows. It's an it's an right. embarrassing <laughs> fear that you yeah, have. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I avoid that by just not going to. Uh, and then That's smart. Yeah, and my friends are like, "Hey, you should see this movie. You would really like it." I'm like, "Is it scary?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably not going. Um, but we got some spooky levels. Uh, so, uh, we each brought a couple and then, uh, Emily's got a game that she wants to share with us. I'm so excited to hear about, um, who would like to go first in sharing a spooky level from a game? Well, I feel like up front, I should say that a lot of these spooky levels are, you know, that, uh, there's like a website, I think where 
if you're like, is YouTube down for everyone or is it just me? Yes. Right? I feel like this is like spooky for everyone or just me. And I feel like a lot of these answers are going to be just me. Wow. We need that website. <laughs> yes. Spooky for, for everyone, everyone or just me. <laughs> dot org <laughs> because okay I'll, I'll start i'll start okay, all right so the first one i have is from uh super mario brothers 3 oh okay and it's world 5 it's the tower level that takes you from that's like the in between but from the ground level mm -hmm. to the sky like cloud part of world 5 and ever since i was a kid i found something like disturbing and off about this level yes and i I was watching a uh, run-through of it to be like, what exactly about this level was it that I found to be spooky? And I will tell you, there's one section when you're climbing up where you know how like uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 has a lot of parts in levels where they're like just transitions, mm -hmm. like nothing's going on. It's just like you're going from one pipe to the other and it's like one short room. Yeah. There's one of those in this tower and hanging from the ceiling are just these um they're like globes. light fixture yeah. like globes mm -hmm. and i i think that's the only place in super mario brothers 3 that those globes are used but as a kid i always <laughs> thought they were nooses oh my god that that's that's ooh mario no <laughs> <laughs> mario don't hang yourself yeah <laughs> so uh, that's very that's a very scary like aspect of of those of that level um it's also the only thing that looks like that on like the the world map like right. as you travel to it because it's this like weird spirally tower, and it does serve as that transition right from from the ground to the sky, um, and it has no like end right like all yeah levels in Super Mario Brothers three mm -hmm. have the sort of thing where you run and you hit the box and you get one of the one of the three cards right. or, or there's a uh, a uh, boom boom boss mm -hmm. and you, you beat him and that level doesn't have that no this level doesn't have it. <laughs> It's just a weird level, and weird is scary. It is weird, and weird is scary, but it doesn't... It, I'm not going to remember the name of the thing. I just tried to Google it, and it did not help. Um, but isn't there some uh, either mythological or religious tower that goes into the heavens that like the characters in the story go yes. up the tower to try to <laughs> mm, kill God? I don't know if they go up this tower to kill God, but uh, the Tower of Babel, right? Is that I mean, what the Tower of Babel about? is... Uh, that's what helps them like communicate or that's what causes the breakdown in, in language right right but i mm -hmm. think they were building it oh maybe to, to, to fight like, god and then to, god was like how dare you now you all god or spanish. something right okay yeah <laughs> well i think well yeah okay sure <laughs> some of you speak spanish some of you speak french now it'll be hard for you to communicate <laughs> yeah that was god's punishment uh so yeah i live in fear of god's wrath so that's a good pick, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Emily, would you like to share uh, a level? Sure. Uh, my first one is the the terrifying nightmare piano from Super Mario 64. Oh, oh my man. gosh. <laughs> this, like, I played, they had super, so they, this is how they got me to go to church, was my church had <laughs> six, my church had, like, three s Nintendo 64 stations yeah. set up, and they had Mario Kart, and they had Super Mario 64. And so I'd always go there to play Super Mario 64 because we didn't have a 64 growing up. And, man, you get to this level. And it's you enter the room. You open the room. Mm -hmm. And you just see the piano there. And I've never been – like, it's not only this piano has teeth and is chomping at you. <laughs> it's the terrifying monstrosity noise it makes. Yes. It's just like – 
people bashing keys on a keyboard and this chomping noise at the same time. Yeah, it's like someone threw a bunch of mousetraps into an open grand piano. And she's like... <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's terrifying because if Mario dies, like uh, if he gets killed by it, it keeps going. It doesn't stop. So the oh, Bowser yeah. head shows up and uh, you just uh, it just uh. zooms in on just Mario's corpse underneath this piano that's still ravaging him and chomping just, away. Just chomping away. Um, that's especially scary too because uh, when you come into the room, it's pretending to be a chill piano. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's awful. It's not like it gets you when you go in there. It's it's no. as soon as you get close. Yeah, and you're like, oh, can Mario play, <laughs> play the piano? <laughs> yes, is this a fun little Easter egg in this game? No, it's the Easter egg from Heck. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that whole level is good spookiness mm -hmm. um, because it's it's like the, the first time or like one of the most like severe times where the game takes control of the camera away from you and you can't really tell it where you want to look. Like I, I can picture the the camera angle when you enter that room. It's so far away from the door and like sort of behind the piano. Oh man, that is good spookiness. But like as a kid, you're like Mario, bright colors, yeah. uh, coins. <laughs> There's a crazy slide level, and look at these penguins. And then it's just horror piano. <laughs> I feel like was it something about the Nintendo 64 era that like. People use that to lure children to go places they didn't want to go. Because my dentist did the same thing <laughs> <laughs> that your church did, where they had three like Nintendo 64 mm -hmm. stations set up with Banjo Kazooie. Our orthodontist had this too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dentist had that too, and it was Wave Racer and Monkey Ball. Like, oh boy! Or I think that might have been a GameCube. Actually, they may have had a, they may have upgraded to a GameCube. But, um, oh my gosh, I don't know what it is about Nintendo and, yeah, luring kids into yeah. this situation. Effective. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kids like Nintendo. <laughs> uh, so my first spooky area is the town of Zozo from Final Fantasy VI slash Final Fantasy III. Um, so have, have you guys played this, this Final Fantasy game? I have. I don't remember. So Zozo is like the sister town of uh, Jidor, which is the uh, where the opera house is. Mm -hmm. um, and so Jidor is where all the like affluent, you know, well-to-do folk are. And Zozo is where all of the poor criminals live. Oh. Mm. <laughs> and it is always <laughs> raining in Zozo. Always. Um, and uh, it is the only town in the game, the only like fully populated town in the game where there are random encounters. Like, you, there is no peace in this town. Um, there are only monsters that are way... When you get there, it's one of the first, like, kind of level gates where it's like, no, you should, you should grind. You need to grind for this. Um, and it is so hard to make your way up to the top of this tower and everyone in the town is lying to you. Like, it's one of the first things that they say is like, oh, by the way, everyone here is a criminal. Everyone will lie to you. So like, oh God. <laughs> everyone in the town, th there's, a, uh, there's a clock in the town that you need to set to a certain time. And then you get the, uh, the chainsaw item, which is a really powerful uh, ability for Edgar. Um, but like, people in the town will tell you what time the clock needs to be set at. But they all lie to you. <laughs> Um, and so it's this like huge betrayal of like you're trying to solve puzzles and like you're talking to people in town and none of them are saying anything that's helpful to you. And then like you walk into a room and there are enemies there and they fight you. And even when you get your way all the way up to the top of the tower, because you, you go there um, chasing after Terra, who is just transformed into uh, a half Esper creature um, and like, you know, screamed across the sky um, and landed at the top of this tower. 
and like you get up there and that's when they reveal like this whole darkness about the world that like there are these magical creatures and there was a war between the magical creatures and the real people and like the game gets so heavy and real in Zozo in this horrible dark crime ridden town where it always rains that's so, so sad it's, it is. it's very sad and so spooky and the music is this relentless and I also think this is the only part of the game where uh, it, it plays um, but it's got a little bit of that like funhouse sort of like it's mm-hmm. horrifying it is scary. That sounds that, that sounds, sounds very scary. Awful, and I feel bad for the people of that town. I it know, sounds seriously. like I mean, if it rained every day and everyone was lying to me, would I become then a victim of my environment? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're basically <laughs> describing Gotham City. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, Gotham and Metropolis <laughs> yeah. in, in Final Fantasy. <laughs> but they have no Batman. Is the problem? Yeah, it's just Arkham Asylum, just right. open and unleashed. Okay, well, uh, my next one is kind of like a um, fun, spooky level. Because, mm. okay, it's from Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, yes. yes. And oh, it goodness, is, yes. uh, I'm blanking on the name right now because I'm trying to find, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, Spooky Trails. Is that, j- so that that's, that's what it's whole... called. That's like the whole world yeah. that you go into. It's like Spooky Trails. Because I really like Halloween as well. But I like the Disneyland version of Halloween. Oh, same and here. And not like the Halloween Horror Nights at you know oh, like Universal Studios. Same here. <laughs> like, give me purple, give me greens, right. give me cute little pumpkins. Give me Mon- Mickey Mouse dressed as a vampire. That's like, right. That's the kind of spooky I want, and that's the kind of spooky I get <laughs> in Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle Spooky Trails. Like, even the music, like, you're going through the town, and it's very, you know, like, exaggerated broken down houses with uh very cartoony spider webs there's big vines that are playing the harp like in uh time with the music like it is the type of spooky that i want to have around halloween to me that's very like comfortable Mm -hmm. Uh, the music is great in that game entirely but this is especially is very like danny elfman kind of batman-y kind of nightmare before christmas I am so upset right now because I got to the desert ice level and that was the last level. I think I started playing a different game. And now that I know that there's a spooky level, I have to go back and I replay Mario versus Rabbit. I think it's the third one, right? Like I think it's right after the Yeah, it's the it's desert ice. Gosh darn it. <laughs> yeah. No. I think so. And you know, like it has like a booze from Mar from the Mario game. Just like every like that game in general is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um really well designed and really well made and Th- this was the my favorite part of that entire game. Yeah, that's a good pick. Mm-hmm. All right, so this next one is something that happens to you if you're a bad little gamer. Oh because no. Animal Crossing got super mad at you <laughs> if you didn't save, or all of a sudden your power goes out in your house when you're a child, and suddenly you load your Animal Crossing town back up, and you have no money, and you have the creepy gyroid face. Gyroid face. What is this? What happens? Oh what is this? my goodness! Have you ever seen this? Uh-uh. So basically, Rossetti was was there to tell you, "Hey, you gotta save your game. Don't ever exit the game without saving." So this would happen if you got on the train to go to another friend's town, mm. and your game shut off, or the power went out, or you just turned off your GameCube. Right. So the game would take away all your money, and then you would get cursed with this face the next time you turned on. Your game, your your little your little Animal Crossing human had just like these holes for eyes and just this circle mouth. And just the abyss looks back. Yes. And as once again, Nintendo as a child, 
punishing me for, I will tell you anything, uh, Animal Crossing really just nails in capitalism and remembering <laughs> to save your game. Which is so funny. Like, Animal Crossing is such a It's not supposed to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm in, I'm in so much debt, and now I'm a mayor, and I have so much responsibility. Yay. Hello, my animal friends. And now, yeah. my sl- now you're like the victim of a dementor. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. So, so this actually happened to me. Like I said, I was I was going on the train and my power went out in my house, and so it shut all the electronics off. And mm-hmm. I loaded my game back up. I think a few days later, and mm, once oh. you kind of because like once you, you once you kind of get through it a little bit and you turn off the game, and you restart it. It's you're brought back to your same character. It's not a permanent. Thing, okay. Well, that's good at least. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that that's the kind of thing that would make me turn off the game again and say like try to forget that it happened right <laughs> i'd be like no no more Mm-mm. oh that's a scary face i've got a scary face that i'd like to discuss yes um did either of you play much of yoshi's crafted world Ooh, i have this on my list i did not play a lot of this game but i did play this level so there's a level called be afraid of the dark which is so it's in a a like spooky themed uh like overall world but this is one individual level where um you go into it and it is dark um and uh, like not not totally dark like you can see what's going on but like it's darker than usual um and then there's like one light just a little bit of the way into it and you're like okay great i go into the light and there's one of those little boxes that you hit from the bottom and it tells you you know some useful hint about like here's here's the cute thing that happens in this level um, but when you hit this one, uh, the text just reads, if he sees you, run away. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hello, cute Yoshi yarn yeah. child. <laughs> and it's not its not like the words are just like up there on the screen like they normally are. There's like a line break between each one, and every other line is justified differently. So it's like if is over here, and then your eyes move a couple inches to the right, and then he, and then like back to the left, sees, and then over here, you, and then run away, dot, dot, dot. So you're like, okay what is this game warning me against, right? So you you play a little bit more, right? Like you move a little bit further into the level and it's not immediately clear to you who the he is or what the he is uh, until you see a clown doll holding a giant axe. What? You're correct to react this way. (laughs) He is a terrifying clown doll who if he sees you, We'll start swinging the axe, and uh, Emily, uh, take a guess at what stops him. Nothing! 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 nothing. Stops him. nothing. He will cut through the yarn <laughs> like you are nothing! It is a nightmare. He won't go into the light, so if you get to like another pool of light, you're, you're okay. Awesome. But by the end of the level, there are like five or six of them chasing you. And like, Wait, there's more? <laughs> there are many I of them. I thought there was only one. No. It's, it is. Uh, and, you know, Yoshi is so much about, like, just existing in the world and, like, taking your time to really explore the space. And this, <laughs> no, this, this level is like, I refuse to let you play the game you've the been, pla- the way you've been playing. The thing I love about it is that it is just a one, one level. Mm-hmm. Just, like, n- nothing else in the game up to that point prepares you for something like that. Yes. And nothing afterwards repeats it. No, not even close. 
<laughs> and you never see that clown dude again, <laughs> except for in this level. It's one of those things where I I just want to know the game dev who like sat there and was like, no, we need this level <laughs> yeah. in this game, and so I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, the guy who was like, so I've got a pitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's like the Ringo of the group. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is a real fun game, but what if we just did a, mm, a little something-something? <laughs> They're like, all right, fine, whatever. You get your own level. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all sing on it. <laughs> um, okay. The my, my next one isn't necessarily like a level, but more of a, um, I guess like, it's not even the character or whatever. I'll just get into it. Yeah. It's from the Ocarina of Time. Oh. It's the Redead in uh, Hyrule Castletown. The yes. first time that you go into like your oh. full-grown Link. Yes. And I guess you see them uh, every or elsewhere in the game. But in uh, Castletown, they... Because they've replaced the people. Right. They've replaced yeah. the people. You're just like walking around, and if you get close to one of them or they catch sight of you they make a horrible like piercing scream yeah and then they just start like sauntering towards you and they're you're very frozen yeah by the scream oh. they're horrifying it's not just the saunter either because when they saunter close enough to you they like jump they can on like top grab of you, you right yeah and then they just kind of like writhe around on on your mm. body and you just lose hearts and you're like why am i losing hearts those things are too scary, Mark. They are very surprising the first time you're playing that game. Yeah. There's so many frightening things. Like, people say Majora's Mask is, like, one of the scariest mm -hmm. Zeldas. There's so many frightening things in, in Ocarina <laughs> of Time. It's true. Oh, that and the man. spiders. The spiders are really scary. And the first time, too, yeah, when you're going out in the fields and the and Oh, the, and yeah, the, and it the becomes bones. nighttime. Yeah, and it becomes nighttime for the first time. And you're like, yes. oh, I'm never doing know, this again. You take all of that kind of stuff. Even, you're right, like the, what are they called? Like the skeletas, like the, the spider type things. Yeah, the skulkas. Yeah, there's like so many things that now we just take for granted as mm -hmm. being part of Zelda. But when you're experiencing those for the first time, especially if it was the first time in like 3D yeah. that you saw anything like that, it was, it was, a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh man, Redead. That's the name of those things. I think so. Whoa, Mark. <laughs> there, there is some point where you encounter them as young Link, and I feel like it's in some like tomb area, or like you're underground, and there's like some like waterways. Uh huh. Um, and like you know, it's it's you j have just gotten out of um the the forest so like you've got a slingshot and like your dumb little sword and that's like it's one of those where you're like i am not equipped to fight anything and here's this horrible undead monster that's just going to suck out my blood or i don't know what um yeah that's that those the, there that's a good pick Mark. And i like i like how they're never really like explained what they are or why they're there in the future or anything yeah i guess they're just brought on from like ganon's power well here's the question are they the reanimated corpses of the people who lived in the town? Oh no! Did they that's replace, so or sad. yeah, or did they? Yeah, is it them, or were they replaced by these beings? Right, sure. It's a little re-dead gentrification. Spooky! <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! I, 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 if that were true, I wish that there was a little dog one. <laughs> that would be like oh, running yeah. around <laughs> or that they were like that so there was at least one friendly one that was like a vendor or something yeah. like still selling in the afterlife <laughs> that's a good bit uh all right emily all right so so similarly this is a character and for me 
this was a character, I think because masks are very, very scary because they mm. disfigure the face, they hide the face. And so anything that's like a character disfigured is very, very eerie because you're used to it. Uh, first console I ever owned was the GameCube, and the first game I ever played was Super Mario Sunshine. So, of course, Shadow Mario was actually really oh. terrifying to me because just the way he would stand there, just like motionless facing Mario, it was horror-level <laughs> like material. I would much prefer Baby Bowers or running around like full <laughs> yes. face. But Shadow Mario was scary because it just didn't have any – he didn't have any features. He just was like this this morphous outline of Mario that would just yeah. stand there and then run away from you. And it was like, I got to get this guy, <laughs> uh, but I do I want to. Uh. Um, that's got a little bit the same energy as Gooigi, right? Mm-hmm. Gooigi's like, like the fun coffee gummy ver- version of that. Yeah, yeah. Gu- he's like it's Gooigi's like you control Gooigi. This is right. like here's a shadow version yeah, of yourself like that somebody else is controlling and committing very crimes. Sha- very like shadow link. Yeah, right. Sure. Like he yeah, has the same yeah. sort of like inky blank expression, uh, or like no expression at all. It's just like nothingness. But uh, I think like it's that. it's especially scary for Mario though, like versus Link, because I think we're used to seeing Link as sort of like a, a blank slate, whereas Mario is joy, right? Mario <laughs> is joy incarnate. He loves to run. He loves to jump. Right? He yes. loves <laughs> he loves these things. <laughs> but Shadow Mario. <laughs> Has a nasty paintbrush, committing crimes, he, stealing princesses. He knows no love. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Only to run. <laughs> oh, that one's too scary. But I like it. My next pick is the graveyard from Star Tropics. Now, we've talked about Star Tropics on this show probably too much. Everybody take a drink. Yeah, take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. It's a Star Tropics reference. Um, so I. I uh, pulled out the NES Classic Edition today to double check and make sure that this is still a super spooky part of this game. Um, and Star Tropics is kind of known for being a little obtuse, right? Like you have without knowing how to get through all of the dungeons and levels. Like it's not a super intuitive game, right? But I would argue that that starts in the graveyard, which uh, is on the third island, the third chapter um, of the game. So you go to this graveyard and you are looking for a crystal ball because the fortune teller has lost it, right? So that's that's like that's your only guidance, um, and uh, you're walking around this graveyard and there is one blue tombstone that like looks slightly different from the rest of them, and you walk into it and bam, you're in like a dungeon, and this is a dungeon that has so many false exits and so many like hyper hyper hidden things where you're like. You need to go into every room and use the like ghost reveal item, which is, uh, you know, like you can use it up. Um, so like if you use it all up and you can't expose the ghosts, then you can't kill the ghosts and you can't get out of the room. Uh, so it's just it's like a series of frustrating dead ends. And it's where Star Tropics is like, no, I'm going to be the worst version of myself. <laughs> like, I'm not going to argue that it is a good level in the game, but it is so assertively itself uh, that I have to mention it here. And there's a giant ghost at the end that you uh, have to throw uh, throw things at until it goes away. <laughs> it's too scary and it's too hard. <laughs> and that's an unfair combination. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to be scary, like, be easy. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, speaking of which, my next pick, mm-hmm. which another entry in uh, scarytoeveryone.com mm-hmm. yes. is uh, Bonneton 
the Cap Kingdom from Super Mario Odyssey. Sure. What is with the Cap Kingdom? And why? Oh, what, what is with the Cap? So like, what's about the Cap Kingdom? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it starts you there, too. Right. So, like, the opening of the game, you know, there's, like, uh, the whole narrative part of it. But then the first kingdom you go to is this desaturated, mm-hmm. um, black and white, very foggy, uh, has a real Danny Elfman vibes mm-hmm. going on mm. in the music. You're like, what? It, it's such a weird entry point to that game for me. And like, why do the people of Bonneton want to live here? They're top hats. There's nothing inherently spooky about top hats. Except they're they're top hats, but don't they have like ghosts under them? Or yeah, they're are like, they go- are they ghosts or is that just like? I think I think they're. Oh, it's so tricky because yeah, are they spirits that now possess headwear? And that is like because we see the eyes, but yeah, they do have these kind of ghostly tails to them. Right. Or are they just magically enchanted headwear with souls that simply live? I and mean, once they certainly have souls. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I guess yeah. Does Cappy's soul go into Mario once he is worn, <laughs> or does it just go into the 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 cover of the hat? I mean that that the weirdest part about that is like, does Cappy? Does his soul somehow borrow Mario's soul and put it inside of a Goomba, like when they take it over? Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, that's, right. that, is it two souls, one Goomba? <laughs> there like, we go. <laughs> two souls, one Goomba. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you really think about it, like, because Cappy, there, I, I don't know that they're, because hats exist independent, right? Right. So, also, it, I just want you to know, we can go down this rabbit hole, but we are about to uncover some existential horrors that I don't know <laughs> that we're prepared to discuss. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is that uh, I I think we're down this path, Patrick. I think we have to forge forward as pioneers. You have my axe. Because hats exist. So so I'm not sure that these are... I don't know that these are spirits inhabiting hats or if they are like a uh, race or creature Uh. that is... That is what we think of as hats. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they are headwear that has been possessed by a soul. I think they are just a creature that is a hat. A hat that has the power of. That's like maybe maybe they're a cousin of the Boo. Maybe they're like an evolutionary cousin mm-hmm. of the Boo. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they're kind of in the ghosty the family, family. But they the, like their skill is possession. Like you said, there's other creatures in other worlds that have other abilities. Mm-hmm. So just this these people here, these ghosties, <laughs> these cappies, uh, their power is possession right exactly like they evolve you know they, like uh <laughs> at some point booze and caps they like split off from the right. same ancestors went to different islands right they, uh, there, there was an early one that put on a headband <laughs> exactly yeah. and like the the booze right uh for whatever reason environmentally they evolved so that way if to be you're embarrassed it, yes, yes exactly if yes. you're looking at them they are shamed. Maybe they do improv on their island. Oh gosh! Oh, it's too real. <laughs> and then the caps, right? Mm-hmm. They and then in their evolutionary, they found the need to like be able to possess things. And they obviously have much more like uh, mobility because they can do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. I mean, th- yes, Bonneton is very scary. And the idea of these cap creatures is even scarier. The implications yeah. are horrifying. If, yeah, if you start thinking about how these creatures exist, why they have not been introduced to Mario and Bowser for so long if they possess this level of power. This is a great question, <laughs> especially because there are so many hats in the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, notably, Mario's and uh, the princess's uh, tiara. Like, 
and we see them as cap creatures in Odyssey, but never before. Right. But, so, okay. Also, yeah. question mm-hmm. is: Is Cappy's sister, the Tiara, controlling Peach for Bowser because the Tiara is so oh. terrified of Bowser? Like, or is it just we need a Tiara to make Peach a a princess? Oh boy. I guess all those bridal items are just bridal items. They're not necessarily yeah. like. There was a Sabrina PC video game where, in order to trap her her evil cousin, uh-huh. you had to find like the shoes of binding, the tattletale mouth like sucker yeah so it was like all these evil toys that you would use on your evil sibling to get her to not cast any more spells and it was like the shoes would keep her in place so she yeah. couldn't run away so but i don't think no because Bow- bowser and the um the brutals are mostly like they're trying to throw a good wedding right, right? and like the tiara seems like she also a victim yes yes yeah terrified to cannot leave yeah terrified oh <sighs> The eldritch horror of <laughs> Happy. Also, what if the cars from the Cars movies exist in this universe? There are just so oh. many questions. Mark, Mark no. <laughs> Emily, there's, save us. There's so <laughs> many, there's so many questions about the Cars universe. Like it's there's so many things that don't make sense. How do planes exist? How do cars get carried in planes if planes are also beings as well? Who makes the tires? <laughs> yeah, that's a better question. Are they like shoes or are they like feet? I don't get it. <laughs> Emily, save us. What's, yes, uh, what's um, your next? Uh, next is the bad ending with Brunhilde from Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, so yeah. when Tootie and uh, when Brunhilde takes Tootie's beauty away from her and turns her into some t- kind of terrifying uh, Brunhilde monster, and then Brunhilde gets very, very sexy. She, do- <laughs> she, gets, she gets uncomfortably sexy. Yes. <laughs> like the most realistic person in this game. Like oh, It's very cartoony, a big cute bear, a little bird. A uh, bunch of fun creatures, a, a garbage shark, and then you have, uh, yes. who's also kind of terrifying. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, this, also, your your sister becomes this monster, and then a sexy woman appears. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yes, and then, like, gothic Jessica Rabbit walks out. Basically, yeah. and it's like, and her voice goes like, goes like, ooh, 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 ooh. And you're like, you're like, oh, bad, bad ending, bad ending. But you feel so bad for Tootie and just poor Tootie. Like, is is the implication that like she took Tootie's cuteness? Yeah, and she, like, she trade, steals her beauty she with the machine. Steals her beauty with a machine because you because fa- you failed. Yes. It isn't. It, it isn't. That's the thing that's really scary is with Banjo Kazooie. It isn't like oh your character's punished or you die for not succeeding. It's yes. like you affect the lives Ooh, of others around geez. you, yeah. and and your sister now takes the brunt of your failures. Yeah, it's a game that forces you to confront the weight of your decisions <laughs> and your failures as they affect uh, the oh, lives of everyone around you. That must have been why we played it in ethics in college. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was until dawn before, until yeah, dawn. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... I, I, the fact that it is, like, the, the fail state, um, man... What is it with games that would like punish you with that sort of like here's what it looks like when you mess up, you know? Like here are the consequences. Um I I was just playing through uh The Last of Us. Um Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, and there there's always like there's a, always like a moment when you mess it up where the clicker is just like, you know, tearing into your flesh and it's the game is so good about giving you like a second of it and then being like, "Nope, go back and like try it again." Um but like Every time I see that, I have, like, it plays out in my head of, like, everything else bad that would happen. And I'm so 
grateful the game doesn't show me that. <laughs> uh, my, my next scary area, the forest temple from the Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time showed Gosh. up twice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I almost threw Ocarina of Time in there, too. But I <laughs> I mean, we guess we could have made this a trifecta, a triforce. We could have just talked about scary things <laughs> in uh, Ocarina of Time. Uh, but the forest temple is, first of all, it's, again, part of that same part of the game that you were talking about, Mark, where, like, you are new to the world of the future. Uh, Link is an adult, and everything has just been demolished, right? So it's a bad world that you find yourself in, um, and you fight your way back through your poor abandoned town um, only to get to uh, a temple that was once a safe place and is now uh, just overrun with, like, ghosts and stuff. Um, and this is also where you fight... Uh, the Phantom Ganon, which is one of the coolest bosses in mm-hmm. uh, in Ocarina of Time, um, and I just I love all of the like cool uh, like ghosty puzzles where you have to like shoot all of the portraits uh, with a bow and arrow, and those hallways that like twist, and then like you hit the thing and they like untwist. Man, it's so cool. All right, my last level is also a Zelda one. Wait, okay. is that right? Am I on the last one? Yeah. We all have one yeah. Left? Yes, that's right. Okay, great. Yeah. Is also a Zelda thing, and it's from Breath of the Wild. And it is the labyrinths. Um, the first labyrinth that I encountered yeah. was the one that's like in the upper right of the map, like uh, a the one on the island or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's the first one I went to. It's really rainy there. Yes. And you uh, fly into it, and it's just this huge maze. I hadn't gotten the ability where you can like jump really high yet. Yeah. Um so you're Revali's Gale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So once you get Revali's Gale, the labyrinth start is difficult because you can just like Revali's Gale to the top and yeah. kind of like go to the areas you want. But at first you're like going through and there's all these guardians around yeah. and you're trying to make it to like the very center part and figure out how you can scale to the top without getting shot down. And if you're not if you're not like far enough in the game, you don't have like all of the power ups and you still don't have a lot of stamina, like everything in that game can kill you pretty easily. Yeah. And so once you find your way in, you get to the top. And if you want to get a like specific item, you have to you drop down and it's into this oh. like oh, guardian God. like oh, the abyss. <laughs> yeah, like this like guardian, like they're not dead, but it seems like a graveyard. And there's yeah. just all these guardians like scattered and it's around. A huge, it's the biggest like interior space you've seen to this point. And you don't really cavernous. Yeah, you can't huge. really see like all the guardians that are around. And yeah. so you just know that you have to like you're like, okay, I've got to like get in here, get this item. So you're just like scrambling. And then all the guardians start yeah. uh like attacking you and they start like coming Turning to life on and everything. just around you and <laughs> yeah. you hear yeah. that horrible noise of like <laughs> at least ten of them the Yeah. Oh, that part is so like uh it it's just one of like the discovery things that make that game so amazing. Yes. Where you're just like, I can't believe I stumbled on this and like this is so weird. There's just these giant like labyrinths and they're so scary and so big and it's like the atmosphere of that one specifically. Um, where it's like really stormy and rainy. Oh, I just I I love that part of that game so much. Yeah. I almost wish there was lore for it. Like I wish there mm. was some kind of of high uh, hi- Hylian, hi- Hylian, Hylian, no Hylian, Hylian tome, 
where it would talk about like, oh yeah, if you go to the labyrinth, like beware essentially the graveyard yeah. of the guardians, or it gave you some context as to like yeah, these were like, all the abandoned ones, or these yeah. are the ones that they they retired or they buried for because they would serve their purpose or something. Like why are they down there? Or I maybe they know. were the guardians that they could never control in the first place. Ooh, and they just stick them all in this like, pit. We, we don't know what to do. Just like <laughs> throw just them down them there. there. <laughs> I don't know. Put a maze on top. Yeah, of them. they're like the they're People like the broken mazes. ones. They won't want to solve it. Exactly. They're too spooky. I mean. The, uh, it's not one of the labyrinths, but there's also another part uh, in where it's like sunken down. There's like a temple, right? It's like an abandoned temple, and it's another one where like to make your way through. There's all these guardians that you have to. Oh yes, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember. I don't even know if it has a name or if people are just speculating that it was like, oh, the remains of something that we've seen in another game. Or yeah, something like that. W- yeah, like in it in that like it, uh, it's like in the canyon, like yes. sort of on the west yeah. side of the map. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just so many parts of that game. Oh man, I'm so excited for the sequel to Breath of the Wild. It's like, what Ooh. else do you have to show us? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm also like, I am looking forward to the day where I've forgotten enough about Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild that I can like go back into it and be like rewowed by it. Um, because like just talking about that labyrinth, uh, ha- like I'm so excited right now. Like, well, it's so good. I mean, d- thinking about the sequel, you know, the uh, the. Pr- preview trailer that they showed we just saw a tiny snippet oh my god but that was like spooky yeah stuff and so i'm really excited to see where they go with this and yes i completely agree with you that like uh forgetting about breath of the wild and then replaying it will be fun but experiencing something completely new yeah, i'm just totally. like really looking i'm really curious to. yeah to see what they add what they keep from the original game and how they expand it yeah yeah Whew. emily all right so on a totally different note this is a game <laughs> this is a game that if you really play it and if you really look into it, it's quite nightmarish. Mm. It's Tomodachi Life for the Nintendo DS. <laughs> okay. Very good. Very good. So State y- your case. <laughs> yes. So you can create these mean monstrosities like with any kind of facial design. And it's the way they talk too. Like I think with the Sims, the Sims it's charming because the Sims is simlish. It's like Shabadoo, we la dida, uh, and it's like ah, oh, the Sims, you're so bright and colorful. <laughs> and this one is like me's who like turn around and stare at you and are like, I want to change my hat today. And it's just like these monotone voices, oh, no. or it's like I want to go play play a prank on this other person in the apartment building. Will you let me go play a prank? And it's 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 Nintendo trying to do random. But in a frightening, like, too random, uh-oh, this is, like, this is almost, like, maniacal kind of way. Like, it's terrifying how they interact with each other. Because what, what, what is the gameplay of Tamagotchi Life? So Tamagotchi Life was essentially Mies meet the Sims. So you would create these, these Mies, these Tamagotchis that would live in this apartment. And you could decorate the apartment. You could go buy new clothes. And you could do... Uh, games with them to get them food and have them go on the news station or go to the beach uh, and all these crazy things. And then they would start, they would start becoming friends and interacting with each other on their own. And they would have you do tasks, be like, I think there's something on my face. Can you look at it? And all of a sudden your screen would do a really tight close up and it would be like a caterpillar on their face. And you as the player, like there's a caterpillar on your face and your, 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 your me is like, can you please remove it? And you're like, okay. It's just the level of random that is that is unhingingly terrifying. Yeah. Especially like then they can have babies, and me babies are like terrifying. Like their eyes and their mouths are Ooh. like on the bottom half of their face because they haven't grown into them yet. That's so like the idea because most of it seems so like mundane, 
right? That, like, they just want to live in their apartment and, like, play a prank on their friend. It's but supposed to be comedic, but it's, like, the level of random and comedy yeah. that's written in there is, is like, psychopathic. Also, <laughs> like, how do you not know there's a caterpillar on your face? This is what I'm saying, <laughs> is that, like, it's a normal thing, and then, it, and then it's, like, a really not normal thing. Because, like, you'd know there's a caterpillar on your face, and you'd do something about it. And then sometimes, like, if they're sleeping, you can go and you can see, like, if they have, like, a little dream bubble in their apartment. It's like, oh, I want to go see what Emily's dreaming about. And all of a sudden, it's just your me's face, like, on a real fish body. <laughs> just, like, swimming around in a real ocean. Oh, and so you're they have dreams like we do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And you're just like, oh... It's, like I said, Sims very charming, Animal Crossing adorable, yet surprisingly real-life world consequences. <laughs> uh, Tomodachi, li Tomodachi life is like, what? <laughs> Just so many questions if you go back and replay that game. Is that the one where you can, like, uh, hold a concert and, like, write lyrics Yes, and, and you can write the lyrics, and people yeah. did all the very, very silly songs, <laughs> like having, and they made all the me's from, like, Seinfeld singing <laughs> yeah. very, very silly songs. <laughs> I think there was, like, Reggie even put himself, like, he released his BQ. Because you'd also scan QR codes on your 3DS uh, from, on, from like, an online source. So I think Reggie put up his QR code so everyone could have Reggie, like, in their game. Gotta have Reggie and in your so game. So it just, yeah, the possibilities were endless. People built, like, John Cena. And so you could, <laughs> it was like Sims in that, oh, I'm going to make all these famous people I'm friends with. But then they would do real weird. <laughs> it wasn't, like, Sims simulated life. It was, like, oh, gosh, John Cena and and wants to have a prank battle with Reggie Fisume, <laughs> like yeah, that's so. Because <laughs> like one of the things I really liked about uh, like Wii and uh, 3DS was that like it would sometimes you know some games would just like populate the backgrounds. Like Mario Kart was really good at this, where like oh yeah, just like your me's are you know in the crowd, and like you know I I had my Wii uh, like right after college, so like you know this is when I had like a lot of people, a lot of like friends hanging out all the time, and so it, just like a lot of me's, and it felt. I don't know. It felt like very real and like normal to just like see them in the backgrounds of games all the time. But like if they're weird drone versions of my friends acting independently and, and they like speak in a monotone robotic voice, <laughs> if they speak like we're like, it's not the Animal Crossing, like <laughs> it's like. Hello, I really want some food today. Can you please go get me a banana and change my hat? <laughs> yeah, that's that's I don't it's like <laughs> your friends have become pod people. Yes. <laughs> and that might happen. Yeah. Uh that's a good one. Uh my my last spooky place um is the Spencer Mansion from Resident Evil. There is a garden out back. Uh and in this garden there is a cabin a shack that is uh there is a woman who lives in it who uh is named lisa trevor and she is the terrifying experiment gone way wrong mm. that is haunting like the entire grounds of the spencer mansion she's the she's this creature that you, when you encounter her she's got this like weird flesh like droopy flesh mask covering the front of her face and her arms are in like wooden shackles and she like drags her her like knuckles across the floor as she like ambles towards you and nothing you can do does anything to her you can you know shoot her you can throw grenades at her whatever she's horrifying 
And the whole like backstory behind this character, which gets slowly doled out to you as, as you're playing the game, is that her father designed all of the like puzzles and traps in the mansion. Um, and then uh, Spencer, whatever the evil guy's first name, uh, like had the guy killed and had his uh, wife and daughter like experimented on and imprisoned. And then the wife dies. And so now it's just this little girl who has now grown up as like a zombie forever and spends all of her time looking for her parents. Um, and they're, they're, the Spencers were like, oh, we better send in some people dressed as her parents and uh, maybe that'll trick her. And like, of course it doesn't. And she just kills them and rips off their faces and says, where's my mother? And then wears her fake parents' faces on her face because her face is deteriorating away. Anyway, you encounter this cabin where she's been staying all by herself. And there are like toys because like, she was a little girl when all this started happening. So like she's still got some of that like mm. is is kind of a monster child. It is the saddest part. This is all from the 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 remake, the first on GameCube. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just like the saddest, like sc- kind of realist scary part of Resident Evil. Um and it's just a sad little shack that like she lives in and like regresses forever. Um, and is just this terrible monster. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> that Resident is a real <laughs> spooky one to go out on. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry if that's if that's too heavy, but, you know, that's just no. how I roll. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good one. That is a good one. That is very appropriate. Uh, Emily, thank you so much for yeah, Oh, my gosh. So thank you guys for, for having this. me on here. This was a blast. Um, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yes. Um, you can uh, listen to me regularly on Hit Points Pod. I do it with Matt Acevedo and Naeem Stewart. And that is a silly video game podcast where we just kind of talk about video game news and what games we're playing and, and just have a good old time. Uh, and that's a Hit Points Pod on Twitter, and that's Hit Points Podcast. And then I'm also in a Mass Effect RPG podcast Ooh. that's really, really cool. Uh, and it's called Mass Effect Adventum. We were number four in the United States for sci-fi for about a month, whoa, which is really, whoa, really that's cool. That's awesome. So, yeah, if you really like Mass Effect, if you really like RPG podcasts, uh, definitely give that one a listen. It's a really good time. Yeah, great. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And, uh, you know, feel free to share this episode because you liked it. You had a good time. You made it all the way to the end. Yeah, and maybe there were spooky levels that you were expecting to hear, but we didn't mention. That is possible. Uh, We only did like 15. We did a lot of spooky levels. Um, But if you want to share those with us, you can email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us uh, at NinCartSociety or at Mark and I separately. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Or you can go to the Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, and that's it. That's our show. Uh, Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, if he sees you, run away. Thanks for listening.
Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte from Mega the Podcast. I'm a weekend producer at Twin Hills, a fictional mega church in Broad Ripple, Indiana. And I'm Gray Haas. I'm the youth pastor of our church's teen ministry called Climax. On every episode of Mega the Podcast, we improvise with a new guest comedian playing a different character from our community. Tune in and hear episodes with guests like Cecily Strong. How would you me off? Or whatever? Sorry, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. You know what? Well, it's well, covered well, in the blood. Rory Scoville. Uh, yeah, I said, hey, we could build houses or we could... Uh, uh, we could build our faith in Christ out on a golf course. Eliza Coop. The way I plow the snow yeah. is uh, I'm not doing it by any other guidance except from from God. And Scott adds it. Physics is the proof of God. Wow. Because it's perfect. Oh. Uh, well. Do you know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. We couldn't think of physics. Right. Only he could think of physics. Isn't that right? We're on Campfire Media. Listen to Mega wherever you find podcasts.